Hey, it's Nikki and Brie, and we're late to the party. <laughs> um, so before we get into this episode, talking about Rami and Michelle, one of our faves. Yes, one of the iconic fashion films. Dare I say it? We just wanted to put a disclaimer, apologizing for the audio. So it is not our normal quality. But we hope you still listen. It's great up. And we had a lot of fun with it. So yeah, we thank you for listening. She doesn't even go here. Yesterday I did Gucci. So and today Fendi. So. It's hot. Hey, it's Nikki Jensen. And Brie Picconi. And we're Late to the Party. A weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture from two best friends, mentally going to our high school reunion in Tucson in 1997. <laughs> that was all I got. That was my best Mira Servino. I don't think I have an, another one in me. That was really good, though. Do you have a Romy? Gosh, Michelle, I don't know. <laughs> You're, like, totally bugging. <laughs> but, yeah, today we are talking about Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. A late to the party staple. Mm-hmm. Is it in our theme song or no? That's the deep cut. It is okay. I created a theme song that's like thirty. I almost said thirty minutes long. <laughs> That'd be insane. Thirty seconds long, and it does say like it's Romy. She's like, can we can we get the businesswoman special? Like however she says uh, it. Yeah, that's the. That's the extended edition. Extended edition. Yeah, if anyone would like to hear it, let me know. I'll play it at some point. Put it on your TikTok. Remix it. Remix like it. Like those TikTok DJs. Exactly. Yeah. I'm here for it. That's going to play at our high school reunion. <laughs> Just our theme song, DJ. <laughs> the remix. Extended yeah. edition. I like our, I feel like our theme song's a bop. I think so. I mean, the beat. I did not create the beat, though. It's a borrowed beat. But... Stolen beat. No, it's so, yeah, it's a copyright free beat. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> you know what has a lot of bobs in it though. This, this movie, movie, yeah. This movie soundtrack wise makes me think of the Wedding Singer. Yes. In the way that it's such like a curated bit of the greatest hits of the eighties. Mm-hmm. For sure. Which I love. I. I will say The Wedding Singer does have a better soundtrack yeah. than Rami and Michelle, but Rami and Michelle has Time After Time. I was going to say Time After Time really helps it. Like, yeah, that, that dance at the end, it's just like <laughs> chef's kiss. It is. But but yeah, we'll get into it. But yeah, uh, Rami and Michelle's High School Reunion is a 1997 comedy starring Lisa Kudrow and Mira Servino. Um, Lisa Kudrow at the time is like peak friends, mm-hmm. like writing the success of friends and Mira Servino just won the Oscar, her first Oscar and only Oscar, I think for Mighty Aphrodite, which I've never seen. I know it's a Woody Allen film, so I probably never will see it. Right. I know. <laughs> um, there is a part of me that's curious though, just cause it's her and I wonder how different it is from her character and you know this movie i know it's i only know her from this movie so it's very hard for me to picture her doing anything but rami yeah same 
And Lisa Kudrow, Lisa Kudrow. She's like icon, legend, star. I know. I watched a bit of the comeback with you the other day. I don't so want to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't. That's me trying to like start the podcast. <laughs> She's just like, I don't want it. No, I You're don't. Like, time out. <laughs> time, time out. I'd be like, can I get another take? Give her another take. Give her another take. To like a room oh. full of just no one. Love that though. She's relatable. She is Valerie Cherish. Michelle. Do you identify with Michelle? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I feel like I identify with both of them in some ways though, you know? But I guess Yeah, probably more Michelle. I would say I'm Rami and you're yeah. Michelle. I think that's say. our dynamic. I think that's our dynamic, yeah. Like the scene too, like where she like she ends up giving Rami a pep talk. Like, it comes out of the blue, and she's like, let's kick some butt. And she's like, I like this feisty side. I feel like you've said that to me yes. once. Because, like, I don't, you know, that side doesn't come out a lot. But there was, like, some time where it came out, and you're like, whoa, what is this side of you? And I'm like, I don't know. I love that. I love when you get, like, there's, like, a side to Brie where you're, like, feisty Brie. Yeah. I like being feisty sometimes, but it doesn't have to like telling people what's what. I remember this one time, and then we'll talk about Robbie Michelle. We'll just reminisce right now, though. Remember that one time you told that person off? Like, you had, like, a frenemy situation that you ran into her. Oh, yeah. You just clear, like, I didn't even recognize her, but you did, but you pretended that you didn't no, know her. I didn't recognize her. You were like, Mariah Carey, like, I don't know her. I did feel like Mariah Carey. And then she moment. came over and was like, hi, Bray. And we're like, who are you? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I genuinely, she looked different than what I remembered. And we hadn't spoken in a long time. And she pretended like we had been talking for, like, ever. You can't, some people you should be able to pick up where you left off, right? But, like, it's hard if you've had a falling out and someone doesn't really... Yeah you know, acknowledge it, so. But, like, a person you've known for 10 plus years, and you'd look him dead, you were, like, dead ass. I didn't know her. I don't know. I didn't recognize her. I'm serious. Her hair was different, like. But it was stone. Also, you're acting innocent. I know that was the biggest, like. (sighs) I did feel a bit bad afterwards. You were bad. That was, like, you were my hero. I was like, (laughs) that was cold-blooded. I think I said something like, don't bother me, I'm working. <laughs> you did. And you were not working. You were just sitting I was. there. I was setting, no, I was setting up. You were it, sitting on I was bench. setting, no, I had things to do. I had kids' faces to paint. <laughs> you were chilling on a bench in the sun. No, no, it was important business. I was a businesswoman, Nick. <laughs> oh. You'll paint the businesswoman special. <laughs> yeah. I think I love that. That's what I love about this movie, too. Like, the girls moxie. Like, they, wanting to be business women. Like, I feel like that's something we channel and relate to. I love their delusion. Yeah. It's aspirational delusion. Right? It's like some people call it lucky girl syndrome. It could be. Or it could be, like, delusional. I mean, things do work out for them in the end. It's so true. I think I think that people that go through life, like, justice for dumb girls. Mm-hmm. Like, and I would say, like, I might be a dumb girl sometimes. Yeah, same. And I just feel like that level of, like, confidence, delusion, 
moxie, lucky girl syndrome, whatever you want to call it. Like, the idea of, like, if I just, like, do whatever I want to do, like, life's not a big deal, life is fun. Yeah. Like, you know, they have, Rami and Michelle have, they, like, are fully dimensional people. I know this isn't, like, I think that's, I think it's funny that this film is a comedy, of course. Yeah. And, of course, they're satirizing these types of women, right? Right. But at the core of this film, there is a lot of things that are very relatable. Yes. Especially being someone in their 20s, like late 20s and being like, am I going to like, once I turn 30, am I going to just fall over a cliff and like burn into like the flames? (laughs) I'm like old, dusted and crusted. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. Like that fear, you know, especially as like females that we're gonna go with like yeah you know what I thought was interesting too is that like they didn't realize 10 years had passed like me too since high school but yeah I'm like for real it doesn't feel like a lot of time has passed but it passes you by quick it's so like I think just someone I'm trying to like complete a thought hear me out though I hear what you're saying for sure but this movie is a comedy. Yes. So it's it's interesting that there is this, like, depth or this, like, thing where you can be like, I really relate to that. Like, but also you're like, oh, these Rami and Michelle are, like, dumb and vapid <laughs> and delusional. But they also, like, realize they're, like, 28 and they have to go to their high school reunion and they haven't accomplished, quote unquote, accomplished anything in their lives. Yeah. So it's very funny that they're, like, complex characters. But it's, like, this funny, punchy, like, light comedy. I love it. I do, too. It's great. I'm glad that they have these dimensions and that they are kind of vapid. I don't know. It's, like, you can relate to them mostly, but then sometimes it's, like, ah, those silly gals. Which I feel like if people looked at us, maybe that's how we appear I think to other people. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, our nicknames are Dumb and Dumber for a while, so... Sure. I'm dumb because I have the ideas. I'm dumber. you're dumber because you follow the ideas. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. I read somewhere that someone could... Like, someone had compared this to, like, the female Dumb and Dumber. Because, like, buddy comedies being a thing in the 90s. Yes! Yes. I feel like this movie is Dumb and Dumber meets Clueless. Yeah. Was that in the marketing? Because it should have been. It should have been. It's accurate. But yeah, so let's talk about that. So 1997 Mm -hmm. is a pretty big year for fashion. Right. I don't really... Are there any notable... Oh, Titanic. I'm like, are there any notable films in the year 1997? Oh, it's Titanic. Can I tell... I know this is, like, not on the subject, but, like, just since you mentioned Titanic, we're talking about the 90s. Did you know that Matthew McConaughey was up for the role of, um, Jack? Anyways, <laughs> I thought that was what I went on a Matthew McConaughey rabbit hole last night before bed. That would change all the timelines. Like, life would be, like, the world as we know it would be so different if Matthew McConaughey was Jack. Yeah, can you just imagine him just, like, Rose is like, I'm flying, and he's like, alright, alright, alright. I don't know, and it's like... 
It's really hard to picture. It is. No offense, but like, wasn't he kind of old? I don't know. I mean, I love Matthew McConaughey, but like, I just don't know. I love how I'm like, I'm scared being in my late, like, to late, late 20s, and then I'm like so ready to be super ageist to a young Matthew McConaughey. But, yeah. That's how Cookie Crumb would change life. Was Contact in 1997? Because that was Matthew McConaughey. Was it? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I have not seen that movie. I'm getting, it sounds like a, it's a serious movie. It's it's like a, a sci-fi movie with Jodie Foster. I remember always going to Blockbuster as a kid and seeing the movie poster. But mm. I have never watched Contact. It um, says, yeah, 97. So, that's what he did instead. Huh. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But yeah, I, I, 1997. Yes. What were we talking about? Big year for, for fashion and big year for, for film. Film, because of Titanic. Yeah. Um. Now, what did you say before? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's like talking about Matthew McConaughey. I don't know. No, no, no. You mentioned about, fashion. About the year 1997. About the year? Yeah. Just it was a big year. It was a big year. There's a lot of um, designers coming into their own, right? Mm-hmm. Fashion-wise. Which, because fashion's a big deal in this film. Fashion is. I, oh, this is the year Gianni Versace dies. Yes. The assassination. Yeah, which Rami Michelle... Like, this was before, because this movie was released in April. But Rami and Michelle are such Versace stands. Yes. And Lovers of Vogue, I love the, when they're, like, talking about, like, their diet of candy corns and gummy bears, their low-fat, no-fat diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, like, reading the magazines. Lucy Kutra has a Vogue. So they're very in the know with fashion. Yeah, they are very. They have aspirations. They do. They just don't really talk about too much or realize their potential for sure. But oh, my point was, it. And even Michelle goes to get a job. She goes to Versace. Yes, or Versace. Versace. I know. I want to call it Versace. Versace. Um, but yeah, they are Versace stands. So, good. Basically, that year, there was a lot that happened. Oh, yeah, John Galliano, he made his debut at Dior. Um, What else? I feel like there was just, like, a lot of designers coming into the zeitgeist. Oh, the It Bag was was uh, introduced. Was it the Fendi Baguette? Yeah, the Baguette. The Goat It Bag. Oh, yeah, Couture made a comeback. Apparently, couture wasn't, like, a thing for a while. Mm. And then it was. Um, I feel like, as far as aesthetics go, 97 really rolls in the late 90s, like, early 2000s aesthetic that we know and love. Yeah. I feel like 97 is the turning point where you start getting that, like, Y2K look. A lot of, like, if you look at, like, um... Like, the Y2K aesthetic content you always see. 
like 97 was was kind of that turning point. Yes, they call it the fashion big bang of 97. Um, Basically, there was a revival of couture. um, A lot of young, new young designers were influencing the scene. John Galliano, let's see, Alexander McQueen replaced him at Givenchy. Who else? I feel like there's more. I mean, Galliano for Dior was major. Oh, yeah. Jean-Paul Gaultier and Terry Mugler. Terry Mugler? Mugler? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Terry Mugler. Oh, I thought it was, like, French. It is, but, I mean, Terry Mugler. Okay. Mugler. (laughs) I think that's more fun. (laughs) I don't know. That's you reading Vogue. You're like, (laughs) I just like to feel French. Is that so wrong? No, I like it. If that's so wrong, why be right? I don't want to be right, but, um... That's a lot of French influence, just saying. Like, all these designers are French. <laughs> uh, let's see, is Terry Mugler? Maybe he's not. I could be wrong. I could just be making everyone French. Watch him be like, oh, he's from Strasbourg. Yeah, he's French. Oh, okay. But yeah, so this movie really is, like, an encapsulate. Like, it's one of those 90s cult classics, you know? Yeah. There you got the fashion. You've got the friendship. Mm-hmm. You've got a dance sequence. Clubbing. Clubbing. That go to the club. A 90s club where they play Be My Lover over Be and over again. Lover. That's, if I'm going to a club, I just want to hear Be My Lover. Right? I don't know. They had such good, like, song selection. And you know it's a 90s, early 2000s movie when Alan Cumming is a supporting character. Yes. Floop. Floop is a madman. Help us save us. Him and Josie and the Pussycats. He was like literally in everything, like subliminally. Like he's just like sneaking along, like in these movies. Like he's everywhere. He is. He's all around us. I want to see, like, to me, Alan Cumming is the 90s Stanley Tucci. He is. Like, I feel like he would play very similar roles as well. Yes, just a good supporting character, like the glue, like a a fun addition, and you always know you're going to be safe in this movie. You're going to be like, well, like that I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. It's not good, but then you see Stanley Tucci and you're like, you know, maybe I have second thoughts, you know? He he catches you in a trust fall and picks you up in his chopper. He does. You're like, wagon wheel want to see. I love Stanley Tucci. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a is that from your new rap album Nick? yes <laughs> uh, but yeah I love the 90s of it all yes oh my god another 90s staple is, is Janine Garofalo oh yeah which did you know fun fact you know the voice of Colette in Ratatouille is Janine Garofalo? It is. Good for her. Yeah. I like her a lot. Is she French? No. <laughs> I don't think. I'm just wondering. She had a good accent, I, I think, but, you know. What? In Oh, <laughs> in Ratatouille. I thought you meant Rami Michelle. I was <laughs> like, what are you talking no, about? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. That yeah. doesn't even sound like her, but I'm here for it. I 
I remember as a kid, I had this VHS of the truth about cats and dogs. Oh, yeah. And I was very into that film with like Uma Thurman and Ginny Garofalo. I've never seen that movie, but it sounds like something I would have seen because cats and dogs, like in the title, would have got me going, you know? But, <laughs> but yeah. Well, do you want to just get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. What's... <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. We kind of said the... the we synopsis. said everything. This is just, uh... We're just struggling through it. Brie, I hope this is okay. Yeah, everything's fine. Are you okay? I'm just f- freaked out a little bit. Why? Because, like, I don't feel good enough, basically. Like, I feel very discouraged. Hey. Yeah. We're gonna turn out like Robbie and Michelle. You just wait. You know? We're in our high school reunion phase, and before you know it, Floop is gonna take us on a chopper. And then we're gonna have our names and the big counter at the store. <laughs> we're gonna have our own store. We're gonna have our own store. Mickey and Brie. Mickey and design our own clothes. You know? I don't know. I mean, I'm having fun, at least. At the very least. I am too, and I was having fun. It's just like, I, I don't know, we sat down to record today and I got like all like it, that wave of like, what if you're not good enough? Like that voice. Like in Rami and Michelle. Yeah. You know how they're like, trotting along with life and they're like i'm young and i'm single and fabulous exclamation point uh-huh. and then it's like you realize you're like what have i done with my life like i'm 28 like <laughs> i'm going to my high school reunion it's very much i don't know i really relate to these two girls yeah in a, in a weird way it's a very interesting time because this is a funny satirical movie and it's weird to be like <laughs> Ah, I can relate to this to my core. I feel that. I really do. At the same time, I also feel like Michelle, though, and I'm like, I didn't think anything was wrong with our lives. I was just having fun. No, I love that. And I feel like we are like Rami and Michelle in that way where I'm just like, you know, Rami is always, like, as soon as she realizes they have to go to the high school reunion, it's really her being like, oh, my God. Let's do something with our lives. Yeah. Michelle, get a job. <laughs> and, like, pushes on, like, it's, like, crazy. The uh, things you think, it's because it's, but the thing is, like, it's the things you think are going to make you, quote, unquote, successful. Yeah. It, like, really doesn't matter. Yeah. However, and I know she's one of the best people in the movie, but Eileen Hendricks' character. Yeah. Um, how she becomes, she's like a Vogue editor. Yes. Like, how, that's unreasonable. If I went to my high school reunion and someone that young was that successful, I would be happy for them, but I'd be like, this game is rigged. <laughs> this world is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Throw my hands in the air. What about, like, Sandy, whatever his name was. Sandy, Sandy Frank? Frank? Yeah. I love him, though. That's <laughs> whatever his name justice. Is. I remember. Yeah. He, um, he's, like, the most successful in there. But he was, like, the least successful. Like, he, you know, like, in the high school realm, it's, like, he was the loser, quote-unquote. Doesn't matter. And then Rami and Michelle. Rami and Michelle, kind of like us, are in their own little world. They're in their own world, yeah. They're really into Madonna. They're really into whipping their high ponies. Interpretive dance. Interpretive dance. Super relatable. But them being in their own world was actually, like, a good thing. That, like, led to 
their eventual success. Yeah. What's the happiness? Yeah. Happiness is important. I think so. And I think this movie does touch on that. And also, like, people on the outside looked at them and thought they were happy. Except the popular girls. Yeah. Who were a little way too preoccupied with them, if you ask me. That was a little odd, too. Yeah. If you're so popular, why do you care? But I think it's not because they were also pretty, just saying. You know? They're definitely lone wolves, mm-hmm. too, which is a very interesting when you do, like, the cliched high school tropes. Oh, yeah, they're not really in a clique. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This movie definitely walked so mean girls could run. Little bit. Little, like, I feel like this is just, like, ramping up movie-wise to a mean girls. Yeah. Like, there was, like, Heather's, and then there was, like, a Clueless. And then there was a this. And a, I don't know. Like, she's all that. And 10 things I hate about you. And one. And we're mean girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like the mean girls in this movie are, like, the stereotypical mean girls. Like, I don't know. Yes. I mean, the point is, too, not to be hung up on high school. That's true. Yeah. Or, like, comparing your success afterwards. I mean, what does that do? And what is success? I don't know. I I don't know. My favorite scene in the movie is when they co- like confront the mean girls and they're just like, "I hope your babies turn out looking like monkeys." Or like that was really fat. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, tell them." Except that was me. I love how we're playing the Rami Michelle thing. I might be the one to be like, "You gained weight." Yeah. Pregnant. <laughs> oh, but. There is something to peaking in high school. Mm-hmm. I do remember having that epiphany once, like, in high school, where I was like, oh, man, I don't want to peak. Yeah. It was an interesting, like, epiphany I had. Because well, then what? Yeah, I was like, oh, it would be much cooler to, like, peak in... in later in life. Later. Maybe when I'm 50. I was 60. like, maybe when I'm, like... 25. I want to peak when I'm 80. I want to go, I really think I'm going to have a turnaround. Like, once I reach a certain age, and I'm going to be a wild, like, grandma. I'm going to be riding motorcycles. You're going to be batty. Letting loose. I'm going to be like Batty Winkle. Yeah. Hundo P. She's my hero. I love that. Anyway, that's my goal. I think that's really aspirational. That's really cool. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really know. I'm really (laughs) envious of that. that. Is that bad that I'm really envious of you or like Michelle in this movie's attitude to life really like not caring like I I don't know if that's a good thing though I'm like scared I'm like should I care more oh my god no because I think because I see myself in uh Rami Mm -hmm. I hate her character with a passion because it like is so cringy and this is like what I hate myself too but it's so cringy to like care what people think that much like, that's gross. Yeah. I definitely feel like I'm falling into those patterns, though. There's definitely... There's a Rami in here, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Rami just wants to be the best. and I get it. Yes. But I do love, like, the Farfetch Live, like, them inventing post-its. Yes. I love that, too. Like, and their fictitious fight. <laughs> their fictitious fight. That, that gets me. 
I know, they're, like, fighting over who the idea person is, and I love the fact that, like, they have, like, a big fight, and then Michelle has, like, a, a bad dream that they never speak again into old age and are still fighting. She's like, I'm the Mary, you're the Rhoda, because that's the big, big thing. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm the Mary, you're the Rhoda. They're both just being stubborn. I feel like that'd be, like, a fight we would have, and also... Anytime we have thought, that's my mind always goes to like, oh my god, what if our friendship like right. what if it's over? Uh, like I guess I, I have like that vision too. I'm like, oh no. I think that we have had that fight before. Yeah, like in various points. Really in dumb, our lives. dumb. It's always over something really not that important, or it seemed important, but it was never at the end of the day. Well, friendship wise, you have to be. Each person has to be the Mary. Yeah. Like, not in the, not in the friendship, like, dynamic, but, like, in your story, you have to be the Mary, I have to be the Rhoda. In my story, I have to be the Mary, you have to be the Rhoda. Like, yeah, the outside world might project that I'm the Mary, you're the Rhoda, Mm -hmm. but, like, you can't feel the way. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. But it's also, like, we, I think we've had this conversation slash fight before, like, the holiday. Uh Uh-huh. Am I mistaken? Like, I relate more to Cameron Diaz's character and you relate to Kate Winslet's? Yeah. But the fact is that Kate Winslet is actually the main character of that movie. Is she really? I think so. Huh. I think... Boy, we didn't have a fight about this. We didn't have a fight. We had a discussion. <laughs> we had a discussion. <laughs> we spicing it up for the yeah, listeners. I'm spicing it up a little bit. We had a if conversation. If you go back and listen to that, you can hear... The angst behind the scenes. <laughs> the, the hidden animosity. No, but like, you know, Kate Winslet in The Holiday, mm-hmm. she has that whole monologue of you have to be the main character of your own life, of your own story. I do remember that, yeah. And she's playing the second, ca- like the, whatever. In every main character's journey, which is my point, mm-hmm. like, you feel like that. But then you're the main character, so you rise above it. You're like a female. Wow, that's wild. I gotta remember that. I gotta... Like, sometimes I don't always feel like the main character, but it's... I mean, I'm, like, just, like, to you or anything, but to the... You know, like, just sometimes... I Maybe that's just having a passive role in your life sometimes and not taking the reins. Yeah. You know, when you really could. I was being lazy. I don't know. <laughs> I suffer from main character syndrome, where I do feel like I'm the main character. <laughs> that sounds fun. No, but I think... I think combined with being a people pleaser, though, yeah, I will sometimes like dull my own shine a lot, mm-hmm. or I've kind of been like, oh well, you know, like I gotta relegate myself to this role in this person's story. Do you know what I mean? To like offset my, yeah, my need to have this main character. I don't no, know. I know what you mean? Because I I feel like I have that too on another level. Like just like I, you know. I feel that energy too, main character energy, but also the str- the people pleasing thing. I totally get it. Yeah. Well, because then you start thinking about your role in other people's stories, which which <laughs> is a slippery know. slope. Because I don't think they think about you like that. They don't. I find out most of the times that you think someone is thinking about you like that, they are not, and they're in their own world, living their own life. You know. They're, so yeah, they're their main character. They're not. You're not on their brain. Not at all. Like, you're not even a side character. You're just, like, 
Yeah. You might as well make a guest appearance in someone's life. This is a weird tangent. It is. But I admire, you know, I wish I could be, like, not, like, one of those people that is not super people-pleasing because, like, they don't care and they are not thinking about, like, I worry way too much sometimes about what other people think or, like, see. Well, that's probably Michelle's downfall, you know? Yeah. It's a slippery slope. Oh, um, you know, you know what I wanted to mention about this movie? Yeah. Um... It actually has super high ratings. Like, on the tomato meter, 75%. On the tomato meter, that's more than, like, half of the movies. Even, like, the Titanic probably doesn't even have that many. I mean, I don't know. What about The Departed? Probably not. It's probably, like, 50%. 68. You know, some good movies that we consider good are, like, Mm -hmm. 45%. Like, this movie, most critics really enjoyed Uh, this movie is low-key actually very good we're having a very deep conversation over here about Rami Michelle (laughs) I know I'm like oh I hope this isn't too uh too dark and depressing and psychological but whatever hey you can cut it you have that power I have that power but um the audience score is 65% so the tomato meter score beat the audience score which is also rare that's crazy. I tried to look for, like, reviews that were super profound. Like, I want to see what people saying. They just, like, enjoyed the good romp. They were like, this is great. It has heart. Like, whatever. There were a few people were like, whatever about it. But, like, for the most part, just the critics were like, they didn't have a whole lot to say. Just that they really had a good time and it's a good movie. I'm like, yeah, that's that. Real recognizes real. Honestly, yes. I'm not the critics. See, this movie, that's why when we're talking about, like, this movie and, like, deeply relating to it in our core, because it, like, strikes a chord, because I think we are, like, the same age as the characters, and we're taking it a little too personally. Yeah. Or, like, projecting a lot onto it. Yeah. But overall, this movie is fun. It is. And it's, it's one of those romps. Like a dumb and dumb, it's not, like, so much... Like, you know how you watch Dumb and Dumber, it's a fun movie, but, like, it still tears at your heart. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, would, I would say this movie's a little lighter and breezier as far as, I feel like Dumb and Dumber, it just seems longer. Oh, like, just the pace, yeah. Yeah, like, pacing-wise. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like, this is really, like, Rami and Michelle are two twenty-eight year old gals who are best friends who still live together and are single oh yeah that cracked me up like when they're filling out like I guess there's like an interest form or something for when you go to the reunion and it's like are you married are you living with someone or whatever and she's like do I write this down yeah I'm living with you (laughs) but yeah they're just 20 something having fun living life they they're doing the Carrie Bradshaw diet of eating Vogue, or, like, reading Vogue for breakfast, or eating, wait, no. Now, Carrie Bradshaw buys Vogue instead of dinner because she thinks he'll feed her more. Oh. So they're doing that. Rami's on the the gummy bears. <laughs> no fat diet. They're high heels on the treadmill because they have to get in shape for the reunion. Oh, my gosh. They're making their own clothes. I really loved Michelle's, like, outfit when she had, like, the cherry earrings. And, like, they were just, like, chilling on the bed, flipping through their, like, old yearbook or whatever. I don't know. There's so many fits that I was just like, 
That slaps. Like, when they're working out, too, their outfits are really cute. Oh, it's, like, Michelle's nautical number. Like, nautical Barbie. Yes. They both look like 90s Barbies, but especially Lisa Kudrow. Yes. She, I love her style in this film. So, so good. Same. I think it's better than Phoebe on Friends. I mean, as much as I like her style, you know, and I probably relate to Phoebe a little more, but I don't know. These outfits slap. So good. And I love, like, the little touch. Like, you can tell the same costume designer who did Clueless. Yes. Um, did Rami Michelle. That is amazing. But yeah, her name's Mona May. Mm-hmm. And I just love how they both look like 90s Barbies. It's just so 1997 with, like, the Lisa Kudra. Like, Michelle looks like... Versace inspired, but it still looks like she's making her own outfits or like thrifting, if that makes sense. Can like, you imagine making your own outfits in the 90s? Oh, uh, and adding like little feather details on the edge or the best. Uh, the silhouettes, too. Yes. I live for those coats that are like long. They're not, I don't know, they're not exactly trench coats, but sort of, you know what I'm talking about? They cinch at the waist and then they kind of flare out. Yes. Like a those, trench. It's right? like a trench, but it's like a fitted tr- It's not just like a straight one. It's like, it's got some flair to You know what I mean? Like it's fitted on top and then it kind of goes out yes. the bottom. It's a very 90s silhouette. Very Fran Fine. Very Fran Fine, yes. I feel like this is, yeah. I Fran would have hung out with these gals. I think so. <sighs> I just love that, that look. But, oh, I wrote for the gym outfit. It looks like. 1960s Goldie Hawn meets Pam Anderson. Yes. There is some, like, underlying of, like, bimbo core to these looks. Yes. You know? And I love how it's, like, bimbo core from two different eras. Yeah, yeah. I guess Pam Anderson. She'd be, like, the OG. Well, she'd be, like, what we think of as bimbo core. But I'm thinking Goldie Hawn, was it Laughing? That show she was in in the 60s and 70s? I think she's like OG Bimbo She might be OG. Okay, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Know your history? Your history? My history. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, you know what's really funny to me in this movie? So, like, once they decide that they're going to this high school reunion and then they have to get their lives together, Rami's like, I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna work out, like... I'm going to get us boyfriends while you go and get, like, a job, something impressive. <laughs> and she's, like, trying to find people. She has no success at the club, and so she starts going to, like, Alcohol Anonymous yes. meetings. And I'm just like, what is going on? Oh, she's a driven girl. She's very driven. Like, yeah, I don't know. I love when Michelle walks into Versailles and asks for the job, and she's like, I'm really good at this selling stuff. And she's like, to the lady shopping, she's like, I love your outfit. Mm-hmm. And then looks at the guy loud and like makes it super obvious. She's like, I'm a really good salesperson because that outfit's hideous. Or <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm good at just telling people what they want to hear. Like, that <laughs> looks terrible. Yeah. Oh, he's like, you did not get the job. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, can you say the summary? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. So 10 years after their high school graduation, 
Romy and Michelle haven't exactly accomplished everything that they set out to do. Despite their strong friendship, their personal and professional lives are still lacking. When they hear of their upcoming high school reunion, they take it as an opportunity to show their classmates how much they've changed. First by trying to transform themselves, then by creating a lie that eventually spins out of control. Sure does. It gets zany. It's a romp. Yeah. Um, because they mentioned post-its. That was a big lie. Yeah. I love it, though. I mean, Wikipedia wasn't a thing back then. That could have totally been true. But, like, I love how they get exposed. Because, obviously, they didn't invent post-its. That, that was so long ago. I thought it was such a good lie, though. I don't know. I love how Janine Garofalo's character did invite, like, or invent, like, one of those fast-burning cigarettes. Oh, for gals on the go? For gals on the go. Twice the nicotine for half the, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> she, is, she, like, straight up is like, that's a lie. This is who invented post-its. She knows her stuff. So yeah, post-its were invented by Arthur Fry. How long ago were they invented? Like, what year, though? Were they invented in the 90s? Were they around in the 70s? The 80s? 1977. Dang. Yeah, I guess that is a bad lie. <laughs> it's something that, it's like being like, yeah, I invented the number two pencil. <laughs> it's like, wait, but we've always used that. Man, they should have done their research. I feel like that too. I But I love the, just like, let's just say we invented post-its. Like, why not? Yeah. And they show up in a Jaguar. I love... That's right. Romy's working at a Jaguar... Like a dealer rental place, right? Something like that. Yep. She gets the Jaguar. And they listen to Footloose. Oh, yeah. Their mixtape. And they don't know the rest. Like, they don't know the words. <laughs> it's relatable. Which is true. What Footloose. does he say? Footloose. Everybody cut. Everybody cut. Footloose. Keep loose. Yeah. Take off your Sunday Day shoes. shoes. Mm-hmm. See, I yeah, don't, don't know. know. No one knows. Yeah, the, the invented post-its line is just random, I think. That's fun. Yeah, I love how they do come up with, like, a bit of a backstory. Or, like, Romy does. She's like, you know, I had this idea. Your grandfather owns the paper thing. And that's where the fight happens. Because I guess Michelle was like, hey, why couldn't it be my idea? Or like, I don't well, know. Yeah, and then Rami's like, no one would believe that you came up with it. Which, though, Lisa Kudrow in real life, I believe she was a chemistry major. Is she really? She's she's very good with, with the science. Is that why in the movie, like, there's, you know, eventually she's like, talking about the glue and all the properties of glue and, yes. like, sounding really official. I'm like, how does, you know, this must be real knowledge. Or, like, for the character, I don't know. But I guess for Lisa Kudrow, it probably is. I think it's the recipe for glue. That's wild. But, wow. I don't know if it's a recipe. <laughs> can anything be a recipe? Yeah, anything can be a recipe. Yeah. yeah. Recipe for glue. Recipe for disaster. Talking about a recipe for disaster... So, yes, they get into a fight mm-hmm. in their jag. Oh, yeah. Rami's like, see if you can last without me. Mm-hmm. Because I guess she's saying, like, Michelle would be lost without her. So she's like, just we're, we'll do our own thing once we get to this reunion. And they get to the reunion. Mm-hmm. And everyone looks 35. 
including them, which is funny, too. Yeah. I love, like, in, in movies, especially, like, 90s movies, the sense of time. It's like they think 28-year-olds look like... Like 40. 45-year-olds, yeah. High schoolers look like 30 already sometimes. Yes. Except I do love it, like, in this movie, too. I love when they do flashbacks, and it's just the adult characters dressed like teens. Yeah, like, or like kids. 80s hairdos. Yes. Yeah. I love that, too. Like, giving Pen15 vibes, you know? Yeah. It's not quite as uh, bad as, like, Mamma Mia flashbacks, though. Like, in the Mamma Mia movies, when they do, like, um... What's his name? Is it Pierce? Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. I they like do it. his flashback. I like it. <laughs> oh, why not? I like that. It's it's such a comedy, like trope that just like I don't know it works for me. No, I enjoy that too. Like it, it cracks me up. It adds something to it. It's like, or like Parker Posey and Josie and the Pussycats. Oh yeah, it's one of my faves. Um, but yeah, they get to the high school reunion. And it's funny because it's, like, because in the beginning of the movie, they do the flash back in high school. Yes. And of, like, the cliques. And, like, there's, like, the A crowd and the B crowd. And Rami and Michelle are like, where do we fit into this? Yep. Where do we fit into this? Um, and the popular girls are still the same. Yeah, they haven't changed at all. Which... Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I guess it depends on who you ask. I feel like in real life, that would be very weird. It's lame. Like, I would be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Seems lame. I don't know. I'm like, I I think it's also me. I'm just like, ew, like, you've got children and I don't know. Yeah, she gave up her career to, she's going to be like a, what was it? The main mean girl? She was going to. Be like a newscaster. A newscaster. Not a weather girl, though, but like a newscaster. Not the weather girls. Yeah, not the... Oh, the it's not be, rated men. That would... Okay, that's an aspiration. Can we... When we go to our high school reunion, <laughs> if that ever happens, can we say that we found success because we are the weather girls? We are the weather girls. It's raining men. Yeah, that song yeah. that was a... Like, wait, in the music videos, too? <laughs> that was us. We've had a transformation. <laughs> it was before we were born, but that's what we've been also up to for the past our past days. lives. We were, yeah, we've been busy. We took a DeLorean back in time. Wow. We're the weather girls. Yeah. We just are. We said it. It's facts. Yeah. <laughs> we invented the weather. <sighs> that's crazy. Have you ever told, like, a really embarrassing big lie the only thing I can really think of is like a bad interview I gave um when I think it was like Tivana wanted to hire me and I lied and it was like but it was it was just embarrassing to me because I was like oh I don't know where I'm going with this lie and I can't believe I lied and I should have I actually had a good example of customer service, and I gave her a bad one. <laughs> She's like, can you tell me I'm going to talk Give us someone good customer service. And I was like, yeah, well, this lady asked if we had something, and I told her we were out of it. <laughs> but then I found a way to find something. 
Uh, and I sold that to her, and it worked out great. It's just like a terrible lie. I painted myself in a bad light with this lie, too, you know? It wasn't, like, yeah. a good lie, and I was just like, oh, Lord. And I knew I didn't get the job after that. You moved Michelle at Versace, lied to her? Yes, I literally. That scene is cringy, because I'm like, oh, man, that's me. But, um... <laughs> they ended up closing shop anyway a couple months it's later. Karma. So I dodged a bullet, yeah. But can you think of like a lie you've told? Like memories fade, you know? Like that the memories are escaping me. What about your biology major? That was a recent lie. So like as a kid, I would tell, oh, I told very cringe, embarrassing lies as a kid. Really? Why? Like, what was the context? Like, where? Like, I don't know. I think I just like liked to lie, like a psychopath. <laughs> I think I, I think was, I remember this. Like, I think I just lied for fun, and then I realized, I just like one day was like, oh, Nikki, you can't just like lie to people. Yeah. But I do remember one time, I, like a, like a psychopath. I was on the bus, and there was this boy that I liked, and I was like, you know what, like, all these people, like, have, like, siblings and stuff, and, like, maybe I could just, like, lie to him, Mm -hmm. and, like, tell him I have, like, a different home life Uh than just, like, what my boring home life, I mean, it was good, don't get me wrong. (laughs) What did you say? I don't know, like, I had siblings, and, like... I don't remember the exact lie, yeah. but basically, he found out that it was a lie <laughs> and was like, I don't like you anymore. Oh. Um, so that did stop me from lying a little bit. Yeah. But I I am the queen of, like, a white lie. Okay. Now. Like a, or like a now. white lie. <laughs> now. I go from big crazy lies to, like, white lies. Yeah. And I don't like to lie a lot. But when I do, mm-hmm. it's, like, innocuous. That's okay. what I mean. I like, you. I love just, like, the lie to get you out of something. Like, when I go on, like, when I'm with you on the phone. Dude, what? That's the you lie. lie to me on the phone? No, no, no. Like, when I'm, like, <laughs> when you've been, like, I don't want to talk to this person. And I'm, like, hey, it's Oh, great. when you've been me? I thought you said when you talked no. to me on the phone. I was, like, wow, Nick. <laughs> You've been lying to me as the breakdown. <laughs> no, no, I do remember that one time you pretended to be me, and I thank you for that because I I was afraid to tell this person. Yeah, you know. So I'll just like pretend to be you on the phone. Yeah. Okay. You know, like those kind of lies, like white lies, is what I mean. Or like the other day. Someone was like, oh, hey, are you in college? And I'm a little older than that. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, what are you majoring in? And I was like, biology. And he asked me what biology was. And I thought he was um, being patronizing. (laughs) So I got really offended. (laughs) Because I was like, am I not smart enough? (laughs) That's hilarious. So I kind of ratted myself out. I got two in my feels. Yeah. Just like Rami, <laughs> just like Rami and Michelle. Except that was probably Michelle. Yeah, that was more Michelle. Yeah. You don't think that I could major in biology? <laughs> oh, wow! And then I give the recipe for glue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, take that. 
I don't know. Life should be fun. We should just lie more for fun. I think so. I think those little lies are fun. I I, I don't believe in my heart in lying to people. Yeah, that you same. love and care about, or just in general. But everyone else is fair game. Okay, like I think there's fun lies. I think there's bad lies. I think there's fun lies. Yeah, it's fun to be another person sometimes. Yeah, That's just, just acting. That's acting. Yes. Right. Acting. Yes. <laughs> lying. No. So speaking of acting, yeah. Thoughts on Lisa Kudrow and um, Mira Servino. I love them. I love Lisa Kudrow. Like, I don't know. She can do no wrong. She's Ooh, underrated. Yeah, I, she is underrated. I agree. Um, she just she does a lot of subtle things that make me laugh. You know. And she's, like, kind of, like, she comes off as maybe a little ditzy, but it's, like, in, like she's in on it. Like, she's not, I don't know. I, she's underrated. Mira Servino, I don't know. I think she's great in this movie. This is the only movie I've ever seen her in. Yeah. She reminds me of Brittany Murphy a bit. She has a little bit of a Brittany Murphy quality to her. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but. But just a 90s it girl quality. Maybe that's what it is. It's, yeah. It's very, like, cemented in a time. Yeah. And I love Lisa Kudrow. Like, I mean, Friends is one of those things where like, I grew up watching it, so. She's Phoebe. I love the comeback. Phoebes. She's Phoebes. Yeah. So. And also, she seems like a person that's very smart in real life, but can play the ditzy blonde character, like, perfectly. Yeah. I love that about her character, too, in Friends. Like, Phoebe is kind of, like, she is low-key smart. She's just kind of like, huh. She's, like, different. But she, like, has some knowledge of, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like she surprises you sometimes with her knowledge. Definitely. Yeah. She's unsuspecting. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, what were we saying? She make, they make it to the reunion. You know what I love is they that we have this whole sequence of, like, being at the reunion and all these events happen, and it turns out to be a dream. Yes. Michelle's dream. They have the fake. Yeah, the fake out Michelle's dream reunion, and then they have like the real. It's a little trippy. This movie yes. is trippy, like the way it's filmed and some of the mu- There's like a score in this movie, maybe. <laughs> it's like violin, some type of orchestra music throughout. Like and it gets kind of weird and like I don't know, almost like a drug trip of sorts, maybe. Yes, I don't know. I've really done drugs like that, but it does feel very trippy. Yeah. It's fun. It's very much like a, you know what? It is like a female Wayne's World. Yeah, that's that's how I would equate Rami Michelle. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And we finally like are introduced to Sandy Frank. Oh yeah, the like undisputed most successful person at the reunion shows up in a helicopter. Yes. Is in love with Michelle still? Was like a loser in school. Yeah. I love how, like, he's like, ooh, Michelle, like, you're pretty. I still like you. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh, whatever. And then he starts talking about his, like, limos and, like, his islands, whatever he owns, like, all this stuff. Because he's, like, super rich. And you see her eyes light up for, like, the first time the whole movie. Like, all the, the... 
I feel like her eyes have this, like, dead look in them, or, like, they're going, like, kind of an opposite, like, they're somewhere else, like, she's not all there, like, literally, like, something, yeah. like, in her eyes is not all there, and I think that's maybe a character choice, but as soon as he mentions, like, all these, like, luxurious things, she's like, <gasps> her eyes light up, and, like, <laughs> there's life in her eyes, I don't know, I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> That's what you want. I relate to that. Yeah, I want the finer things in life. Yes. <laughs> Work? No. Riches? Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And I love that it's so funny because he's talking about all the things he has and he's like, but I wouldn't, I don't want any, like, you know, like, I, the one thing missing is you. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, hmm, all right. <laughs> She's like, I'll consider you now. Yeah. Which, you know, some people choose books, some people choose looks. True. And it's okay to choose looks. Yeah. I think so. For sure. I used to be way more judgy, but I'm thinking, you know what? Just choose looks. Choose looks, no books. Looks, no books. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs them? Who needs to read? Yes. But... Then you get the epic dance number. Yes, the interpretive dance. I love... I think it's really sweet that she's like, yeah, I'll dance with you, but only if Robbie can dance with her. And then they do this weird dance, and I guess they actually rehearsed it, like, several... Hold on, I took notes on this. Um, Oh, yeah. This dance, it wasn't in the original plan, but... Oh, they were rehearsed over an hour a day for multiple weeks on this dance. To get this dance right. And it shows. Right? They really... They, this is a very funny, but you can tell that they're dancing. Alan Cumming can dance. Mira Servino can dance. Lisa Kudrow doing some choreography. I know. Like, this is a proper dance to Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. It really is. Like, there's parts where you're like, oh, this is cheesy, but then you're like, wait a minute. They're on beat. They're on point. They're like posture. Is the perfect. angles are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful and hilarious. And they're all in sync. You know, sometimes they're laying yeah. on the floor and they're doing bridges over each other. And... The shot of like it's like an overhead shot of the girls and Alan coming just like in the middle. Uh huh. It's great. I love how they land, like, at the very end, and, like, yes. they're all, like, in this, and they almost look like little totem poles with their heads, and then, like, they each have their leg out, like a praying mantis. I don't know. Yes, the praying mantis. Yeah. It's perfect. And to think it wasn't, it almost wasn't in the movie. A good move. That was a great call. A great choice. Also, Rami and Michelle's outfits. Are the most 90s thing but the like best thing ever they're michelle with her like choker mm -hmm. and the dresses which are now like the rami and michelle dresses that's like if you dress up for halloween you're gonna be in those yes costumes i love that choker too and again with like the fur yes. linings fur linings bring them back and the, what material is that? It's like a metallic, it's like, is it spandex? It's like stretchy? No, it's, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the fabric, but it's very, like, cheap, but it's like, like 90s. Ah, oh, gosh, it's escaping me. But whatever fabric the dresses are, it's like a very 90s thing. 
Yeah, because it's very costumey. I like it. I know what you mean. Yeah, that costume material, whatever yes. that is. Huh, I feel inspired. I want to make my own outfits. You too. Oh, yeah, and then at the end of the movie, Rami and Michelle have their own boutique or boutique. The boutique. I love that. That is like the perfect ending. Everything works out for them in the end. Like they realize they can just be themselves. I love this movie. I think it's a great message, you know. They, they do try putting on, like, a face, and then they're like, whatever. We're just going to be ourselves, and whoever likes this likes it, whoever doesn't, doesn't, and, you know, whatever. And then things go up from there, and in my notes I said this is, like, wish fulfillment, but a wish you needed, not wanted, because, like, they wanted to be all this success, like, all these things, but then I think whatever did end up happening was what they needed to happen, and it all came together. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's inspiring. I think it's... I think so, too. I mean, this movie is just... It's fun. Yeah. It's funny. And, like, a female Wayne's world. And, like, just, like, a romp. But also, I do love the message of individuality. And, like, I think, like, you said it the best. And their friendship. Like, they always have each other's backs. Like, no matter what, they always end up... Like, they're there for each other. Even though they have that fight they both could not shut up about it and they're like it's bothering them all night and you know if they see one of the like if one person's being attacked or whatever you know like the yeah. mean girls like they'll come to the other person's like you know they'll be there like as backup they're like hey we're in this together i don't know i just i think the friendship aspect is beautiful it gets me in the feels I agree. I also love Janine Garofalo's character is, like, the actual lone wolf. Yeah. And, like, at the reunion, she goes with Rami and Michelle and was like, I was always jealous of you guys because you guys had each other and you seemed so, like, such individuals and weren't bothering. Like, weren't bothered. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. Like, it's a very funny thing to, like, to think about how you're, you could feel a certain way about your life or your circumstances, mm-hmm. but then you don't know like what other people think. You don't, especially like high school and stuff. Yeah. And I think it also made a good point. Like everyone's probably bullied someone else to some degree, like at one point or another. They straight up say that in the movie. And I think it's true. I, yeah. think, I mean, I have at least once. I'd like yeah. to think I have it, but I think we all have somehow because it, I guess it trickles down. Like, something happens psychologically, I guess. Yeah. Or even if you don't realize it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Because we're just going on with narratives. So why not be, illu- like, delusional? Mm-hmm. Why not do your own thing and be in your own world? Yeah. That's what I'm taking away from this. I'm like, yeah, we're on the right track. Let's stay in our own world. I think so. I mean, like, I know I've been, like, this episode is, like, Nikki has a mentee B. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I, I I think it's true. I mean, I think the things that I take away from this movie and, like, how I think Michelle is the cool character because she marches to the beat of her own drum and being in your own world is not bad. I think... Yeah. I, th- I think I've said what I've needed to say about this movie. Period. Getting all deep. <laughs> not like, get I don't want to get deep. Deeper, yeah. But, <laughs> but um, 
I mean, I do feel yeah. like it's more than just a fun rob. I do feel like there's messages in this movie that are really good takeaways. But it can also be a fun... It's, it's like, dynamic. It's both. it's both. Yeah. Get you a girl who could do both. Right. It's, it's more than what meets the eye. That's what makes it so special. You get the fashion. You get the friendship. You get the... Far out tunes. And Alan Cummings there so you know you're safe. Exactly. It's perfect. Yes. So do you think, would you like to see Rami and Michelle 26 years later? No. Same. Thank I do you. not. No, I'm tired of reboots. And I'm tired of imagining. There's even a part of me, like we talked about the Liz McGuire reboot being a thing. Which could be fun, honestly, but then I just feel like there, it's very rare that reboots get it right. The only reboot I've seen that's been good is Gilmore Girls. Like, The Year in the mm-hmm. Life. That one was good. They tied up loose ends. It was very short. It wasn't a full season, like, typical, you know, like, it was broken up into chapters. Like, whatever. However they did it, it was really tasteful. I think it's... Yeah, I don't know. I just have a mixed feelings about reboots in general like it's great to imagine that's what fanfic is for just yeah. write fan fiction people and read some that you know bring that i don't know if people even write fan fiction anymore or into that i'm sure there are people who are tumblr's a thing again oh really mm-hmm. oh huh well I, I just feel like that would be a good play like we're, we should all imagine the characters because otherwise it's it feels too closed off to me like if this is like if we had, like, a Rami and Michelle's whatever, another reunion, reunion of the reunion, yeah. I don't know, I think I would just be like, like, if they weren't in a place that I hope them to be, it could be discouraging, or, you know, you kind of make up your own narratives as you go with the, like, movies kind of ending open-endedly a little, I think, I like that. I do, too. I also, like, I don't think that reboots are necessary a lot of the time. Which, yeah. to your point, but also Rami Michelle specifically, there's really, they've told the story. There's no, yeah, what do you do? Show them running a business and maybe their personality and their antics, but, yeah, I mean. Yeah, what is the, gift? like, what is the point? What, they have kids? Older, have some kids that, uh, you know, yeah. Kids that are going to their high school reunion? Like, what, I don't know, what's going to happen? Know. Cast us. Sign us up. <laughs> Like, if they did a full reboot, like, different characters, maybe, possible. Well, it is based on a 1988, like, play. Oh, really? Called Ladies' Room. Yeah. Oh. And okay. it was during, like, Lisa Kudrow's Groundlings days. Oh. So, she was still Michelle, and it was, you know, other actresses as Rami before they did the movie version. Wait, but. really? So she was in the play before it was a movie? Really? So she was already Michelle? Oh! It, before even Friends. What? Like, this was, like, pre-Friends Lisa Kudrow. Wow. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So, this is kind of like her baby. Oh. But also, like, I feel like you have staged, like, there have been, like, I think, I think go to Broadway. I, I don't Yeah, think. there was... I, it's a is it a musical or yeah they were gonna put it something on the stage I forgot that yeah I noticed that too in my research I was like oh I don't know if it ever came to fruition but I remember like years ago them talk like there was talks about it yeah but I think you're right 
But yeah, any final thoughts on Rami and Michelle's high school reunion? A classic. It's a classic. It's a cult classic for sure. It's one that I I really would love to own and add to my collection. It's I think it'll always be a classic. It is there on my DVD wall. You have it? Yeah, I own it. Oh. We watched it on my DVD. Oh, yeah, we did. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that was on your... Oh, that's right, because we watched the special features. We they, did. There was not a lot of special features. It was not giving. However, they did have some film recommendations. That part so. was good. I enjoyed that they recommended some more movies for us. More yes. 90s movies to watch. I will link them in the show notes, or I'll put them on our website. But yeah. I think it was like Mariel's Wedding was one. Yeah. There was, like, movies I'd never heard of, to be honest. Same. But I was like, all right. I know. They were I'm giving down. Criterion Collection. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, we'll see you next week. Yes. Uh, rate, review us on iTunes. Bye. Bye.